Hello and welcome to a special episode of Laps Gamer Radio. Um, don't think we'll give this one a number yet because this is going to be slightly different. One of hopefully an ongoing series. Um, Jazzy, hello, who's joining me this evening, hi, um, has got a collection of special choose your own adventure books they are the fighting fantasy books so the one we will be playing today is the warlock of firetop mountain okay so i've played through a few choose your own adventure books back when i was a kid like the the spin-off to the goosebumps series the give yourself goosebumps and a few others like that but i haven't touched a choose your own adventure book in in a in a long time like they've kind of been supplanted um in modern days by um, sort of interactive narrative video games, yeah. I guess. Um, but yeah. there's still there's still a market for a pen and paper choose your own adventure uh, book, but we figured it would be it'd be fun if um, if we all sort of like took it in turns uh, playing through one of these books with uh, Chazzy as the GM guiding us through. <laughs> Just basically reading. <laughs> As yeah, badly as um, I, well as I can. This is a difference to the ones I've done in the past, where there's actual like dice rolls and things like that. But um, yeah, yeah, there's dice rolls. Got, uh, one, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah. So I've got some some basic stats and a character sheet, uh, and bits and pieces. And oh, I don't know. Well, this is this is an experiment. We'll yeah. see how this goes. Yeah, this is it. Um, You're learning along with us, right? Yeah. So we're gonna. So um, first of all, I guess. We'll have to roll my character before we set a scene and go off on an adventure. That's right. So, let me read from the instructions. To determine your initial skill, stamina, and luck scores. Right, now, do you you have dice or die? I have a dice roller in front of me. What sort of dice am I going to be rolling first? Uh, I think this is all D6s. This is your standard dice. Yeah. Okay. Right, so, roll one die, add six to this number, and enter this in your... Enter that total in the skill box of your adventure sheet. So, so it's it's D6 plus 6. D6 plus 6. Okay, alright. So, rolling. Oh, 1. <laughs> so you got 7, right? I got 7 for skill. Mate, I am not a very skillful mate, man. You, wanna, you, you need to warm those dice up. <laughs> right. Blowing them. That's it. So, to determine your stamina, roll both dice, so you need two d6, mm-hmm. or you can roll it twice. Add 12 to the number rolled, and enter this total as, you, as your stamina in the box. So, two okay. d6. Rolling two d6s, a 5 and a 2. So, plus 12. Plus 12. 19, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's my... my, yeah. my my stellar math. Yeah, seven plus twelve, nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> literally fingers. Were, fingers were involved there. <laughs> Roll one die and add six to this number, uh, and that is your total luck. So again, much the same as your stamina. So, so D six plus six. Yeah. Okay. Two. <laughs> Mate. So that's an eight. Oh dear. Mate, this is going to go so well. Right. Yeah, so that- this is not going well. Right, okay. Um, skill reflects your swordsmanship and fighting expertise. The higher, the better. Stamina represents your strength. The higher your stamina, the longer you will survive. Luck represents how lucky a person you are. Luck and magic are facts of life in fantasy, in the fantasy world. And you are about... Uh, yeah, basically that's it. Um, skill, stamina and luck scores change constantly during an adventure, so keep an eraser handy must keep an accurate record of these scores but never rub out your initial scores although you may receive additional skill and stamina points these totals may never exceed your initial scores uh, except for on very rare occasions and that's it so that is your character what is your character's name um, tell you what, because uh, I, I noticed that, but my my uh, I, the only time we, we were recording this over Zoom, and the only other time I ever use Zoom is when I'm playing D and D with uh, right. some friends, and we always load it up with our character names so that it's just easy to see our character names at the top of the Zoom call. So I'm going to use that character, and that name is Thelenor. Wrong, Thelenor. Let me write that down. Mm-hmm. Thelenor. Right, lovely. 
just in case I need to remember it for later. Right, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's start. Your adventure awaits. At last, your two-day hike is over. You unsheathe your sword, lay it on the ground, sigh with relief. As you lower yourself down onto the mossy rocks to sit for a moment's rest, you stretch, rub your eyes, and finally look up at Firetop Mountain. The very mountain itself looks menacing. A steep face in front of you looks to have been savaged by the claws of some gargantuan beast. Sharp rocky crags jut out at unnatural angles. At the top of the mountain you see an eerie red colouring, probably some strange vegetation, which has given the mountain its name. Perhaps no one will ever know exactly what grows up there, as climbing the peak must surely be impossible. Your quest lies ahead of you. Across the clearing is a dark cave entrance. You pick up your sword, get to your feet and consider what dangers may lie ahead of you. But with determination you thrust the sword home into its scabbard and approach the cave. You peer into the gloom to see, the, to see dark slimy walls with pools of water on the stone floor in front of you. The air is cold and dank. You light your lantern and step warily into the blackness. Cobwebs brush your face and you hear the scurrying of tiny feet. Rats, most likely. It sounds set... like a deeply unpleasant place to be. That's it. You set off into the cave and a few yards and after a few yards you arrive at a junction. Will you turn west, turn to page 71, or turn east, turn to page 278? East or west. Uh, hang on. So west is. So uh, I'm assuming that west is. So I'm assuming we're facing north. So west is left and east is right. That's right. Yeah. I'm assuming. So there we go. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm left-handed, so I always pick left. Okay. Probably a bad idea, but let's go west. West. Okay. Plus seventy-one. That Pet Shop Boys song. There is a right-hand turn to the north in the passage. Cautiously you approach a sentry post on the corner, and as you look in, you see a strange goblin-like creature in leather armour asleep at his post. You try to tiptoe past him, test your luck. If you are lucky, he does not wake up, and remains snoring loudly. Turn to page 301. If you are unlucky, you step with a crunch on some loose ground, and his eyes flick open, turn to page 248. Right, so oh, my luck is bad. <laughs> your luck is seriously bad. Right, so test of luck. Um, blah, 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 blah. Sometimes you will be told to test your luck. As you will discover, luck is risky business. The way you test your luck is as follows: roll two dice. If the number rolled is equal or less than your current luck score, you have been lucky. If you have rolled, the number you've rolled is higher than your current luck, you have been unlucky. Consequences of being lucky and unlucky will be found on the page. So, what was my luck? Seven. Uh, yeah, hold on. Or let's, eight. let's roll back to that. It's seven or eight, I think. I think you're right. It's eight. eight. Yeah. Yeah. Eight. All right. Yeah. So I'm rolling a two. D6. What am I rolling? One d six. Two d six. Yeah, I believe so. Hold on. Let me just reread oh, that. Oh god, and I've got to get roll less two than eight. dice. If the number is equal or less than your current luck score, you have been lucky. You've got to get less right, than eight. Here we go. In two dice. Oh, it's eight. Ooh, Two fours. Eight called. There you go. Right, so he doesn't wake up, right? Uh, he oh remains snoring loudly. Turn to 301. He says, flicking quickly. 301. Two, 301. To your left, on the west face of the passage, there's a rough cut wooden door. You listen at the door and can hear a rasping sound, which may be some sort of a creature snoring. Do you want to open the door? If so, turn to page 82. If you wish to press northwards, turn to 208. So press on. <clears throat> or, uh, what do you reckon? Oh, open the door or press on northwards. Yeah, what do you reckon? So, a snoring sure. creature. Reckon, right? Let's have a look. The game door. master can't be offering, my, offering me tips. But no. Like, just without without look without reading as, ahead, as a friend do do? as a friend yeah um do you i don't know this is the thing how blood uh, 
you're, you're gonna have to do another test of luck, right? Well, this is it. Based on my yeah, I've I've been lucky with my luck throw once. This is it, right? Um, Snoring creature. Yeah. Which you're definitely gonna have to do a a luck. I reckon you're gonna have to do a luck on like luck roll on that, or it's gonna wake up and attack you, right? And my fighting skills aren't good either. All right, we'll press on north. Press on north, right? Two oh eight. Plus, that's a lot closer for me to flick through the book. So good choice. <laughs> Further up the passage, there was along. probably some really good loot in there. That's it, man. You've just gone past the ultimate dagger of amazingness or something. Yeah. Further up the passage, along the west wall, you see another door. You listen at it, but hear nothing. If you want to try opening the door, uh, three nine seven. If you want to continue northwards, three six three. Was there anything outside the door? No, that was it. You listen at the door and you hear nothing. Let's let's try the door. We will try the door. Three nine seven. Three nine seven. That's a long way through the book. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. The door opens to reveal a small room with a stone floor, floor, and dirty walls. There is a stale smell in the air. In the centre of the room is a makeshift wooden table on which is standing a lit candle. Under the table is a small box. In the far corner of the room is a straw mattress. You may either open the box, turn to 240, or leave the room, 363. Open the box. I'm going to... (laughs) What's in the box? What's in the box? Uh, I'm I'm going to take a gamble that mimics don't exist in this world. Right. Uh, And I'm going to say open the box. Open the box is a very cavalier, this adventurer. Right. Let's have a look. 240. 240. Tension. You flick through the pages. Uh, 241. 240. The box is light, but something rattles within. You open the lid and a small snake darts out to bite at your wrist. You must must fight the snake. Oh, box snake. Here we go. Box snake, exactly. Right, so snake, skill 5, stamina 2. So let's input that into our um, master computer. It's only a stamina of two, though, mate. Okay. If you kill the but snake, but his skills not that much fight. lower than mine. <laughs> <laughs> right, battles. Oh let's get into I'm, battles. I'm barely more skillful than a snake. <laughs> Love it. Right. When you're told to fight a creature, you must resolve the battle as described below. First, record the creature's skill and stamina, which we've done. Um, the sequence of combat is then roll the two dice for the creature. And add its skill score. This is its attack strength. Oh god, right, okay. Roll the two you want dice me to for roll yourself. For it. Um it's up to you because I think I might have to do it on this on this system. But um we should see. Oh right, okay. Oh yeah, yeah okay, yeah. then yeah, do that. And then we'll do it that way. Right, so roll two dice for the creature and add its skill score. Which is five. So battle. And so you've rolled five and a three. And it rolled a one and a three, which means you beat, you kill the snake. Yes. Nice. I am unstoppable. <laughs> now, do you remember what page that was? Because I've literally just <laughs> dropped the dropped the book. Um, uh, 240. 200 and something. 240, I believe it was. There we go. Snake! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> right. That's it. If you kill the snake, turn to 145. One four five, one four five. Here we go. One four five. The box has fallen to the ground during your fight with the snake, and out of it has fallen a bronze-coloured key with the number ninety-nine carved onto it. You may take this key with you, note it in your equipment list, and leave the room. Add one luck point, and turn to three six three. Nice. I get an extra point in my extra, luck. Yeah, he's he's getting be lucky, son. Oh, oh. Yes. Hold on, right, up your luck. And then, on your equipment, we have bronze key. Bronze key. 99. Done. Right. Let's clear that. Brilliant. So, where have we got to go to? Uh, 363. 363. It's 363. Further up the passage. (laughs) That sounds wrong. Further up the passage, <laughs> on the west wall, you see another similar door. 
you listen to the door and grimace to hear the worst singing you've ever heard in your life. Do you want to go into the room to investigate this hideous din, turn to 370, or walk up the passageway, turn to 42? I'm feeling lucky, let's, let's have a look. Right, 370, nice. 370, the door opens to reveal a small room. The room is dirty and unkempt. A straw mattress lies in one corner. In the centre of the room is a wooden table upon which a candle burns. Again. Light in the room with its flickering flame. A small box rests under the table. Seated around the table are two small creatures with warty skin, dressed in leather. Oh, dressed in leather armour, sorry. They are drinking some sort of grog, and by the way they stagger to their feet on your arrival, you assume that they are very drunk. You may either draw your sword and leap forward at them, turn to 116, or slam the door quickly and run up the passage. How many of them are there, sorry? Two. And they're very drunk? And they're very drunk. I reckon I could take on a couple of drunkards. Yeah? Yeah, come on, let's, let's get in a fight. Let's yes. get in a fight. He's, he's feeling bloodthirsty, yes. right. Yeah, I killed a one snake. One Nothing can stop me. <laughs> nice, that's what I like to see. He's, he's a uh, yeah. The rage is upon you already, right? The drunken orcs are now. Oh, I'm sorry. The two drunken orcs you now face are obviously startled at your entrance, and as quickly as they are able, they fumble around for weapons. You must attack each one in turn. The drunkenness allows you to add one point to your dice roll when rolling to work out your attack strength during each attack round. So first orc is 5 skill and 4 stamina and then the second monster um, is um, is 5 and 5 so 5, five skill five. 5 skill, 5 stamina so he's a little bit more tough Right. What, in, what, I can add 1 plus 1 to what stats for this? Uh, add, here we go the drunkenness allows you to add 1 point to your dice roll and roll in to work at your attack strength during each attack round. So, I'll give you a, an extra skill point for that. Okay. As we're not working that way, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Right. No worries. Right. Roll two dice for the creature and edit skill score. But I'm, we're not going to do that because we're just going to hit battle, right? So, monster one. Battle. Oh my god, you roll snake eyes. Double one. Shit. He, and he, he he's rolled three and a six, so he's uh, taking your stamina down by one. Oh, right. no. So we go at him again. And we battle him. And double sixes this time for you. He yes. takes his stamina down to two. He got a two and a four. So, la last battle. Here we go. Two, a two and a six for you, and a six and a five. Six and a five. Oh. Uh, a stalemate, basically, that one. Okay, yeah. And then... Six and a one for you, a five and a two. His stamina is zero, oh, yes. and you have taken out the first orc. You Suck swing, it, orc. That's it. And you swing around, and then you start hacking away at the second orc, who is five skill, five stamina. You roll a five and a three. He rolls a four and a six. His stamina goes down to three. Just, yeah, very, very close, that one. And then you roll a four and a three, and he rolls a three and a four. So his stamina goes down to one, one more hit, and I think you're you're there. Come on, that's it. You get a four and yes. a five. You, he gets a two and a four. You have taken out successfully two drunken orcs. Disgusting. Just getting in the way of getting in the way of these drunkards <sighs> and their beer. You know they were just having a lovely sing song, and you've just turned up and annihilated them. Do you, don't, do you feel bad? I'm guessing you don't. No, not at all. They're orcs. <laughs> <laughs> if you win the battle, turn to 378. 378. You wipe your bloodied sword on the mattress. We've all done that. The green blood leaves a slimy stain on the straw. Dude. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> uh, your, uh, the, green bloody, the green blood leaves a slimy stain on the straw. Stepping over the bodies towards the table, you flinch at the foul stench of the creatures. You pick up the box from under the table and examine it. It is a small wooden box with crude hinges. The name Farigo Di Maggio is inscribed on a brass nameplate on its lid. Joe Di Maggio? 
Yeah, basically. Farigo DiMaggio. All right. Uh, if you wish to open a box, turn to 296. If you decide to leave it behind and leave the room, turn to 42. No, hell no. I, I fought open for this. Box. Open the box. Exactly. 296. 296. Where are we? Somewhere. 297. 296. The box contains a leather bound book entitled The Making and Casting of Dragonfire. You open mm. the pages and begin to read. Fortunately, it is written in your own language and was probably not understood by the orcs. Otherwise, this treasure would certainly not be as loosely guarded as it was. The book is written in tiny handwriting by Fragio DiMaggio. And in it, he tells the story of his life's work, creation of the Dragonfire spell, with which to fight evil dragons. You read how, in his last years, Ferragio finally perfected his spell, but by then was too old to make use of it, so he completed his book, locked it in a chest, and hid it in the depths of Firetop Mountain, afraid that it might fall into the wrong hand. hands. The last page reads, And so, you who hold this book... You have my life's work in your hands. The power of destruction is yours if you wish it, but do not waste it. Unless you use the spell for the purpose for which it was intended, you shall be consumed by evil itself and die by the fire from your own hands. Remember, only when the dragon breathes its fire should you raise your arms and say, Ekil Erif, Ekam Erif, Erif Erif DiMaggio. Sounds like the incantation. Uh, mm. You say these words slowly and softly. Suddenly the page seems to glow, and as this glow disappears, so do the words on the pages of the book. You repeat the spell to yourself to memorise it and leave the room. Turn to 42. So we finally got to page 42. It's been forcing us that way all day, all, all day long. 42. You eventually arrive at the end of the passage at a three way junction. You may turn either to the west, turn to 257, or to the east, turn to 113. So west or east again, um, we're back to the age-old puzzle. <clears throat> Go west. Go west, my son. 257. <laughs> 257. Uh, 257. Here we go. The passageway runs straight for several metres and then ends as a wooden door. You listen at the door and hear angry shouting coming from within. Will you investigate 168 or turn back 293? Investigate. No, let's, let's, let's investigate. I'm feeling cocky now. <laughs> You're very, very confident. A little bit too overconfident, maybe. 168. Probably. 168. 167. 168. <gasps> oh, this one's got an illustration on it. You open the door to, the, to a large room. A large chair behind a solid-looking table suggests that you suggests to you that someone or something of rank uses this room. The chest in the centre catches your eye. In the corner of the room stands a man-sized creature with a warty face, standing over a smaller creature of similar race. With a whip in his hand, the orc chieftain has been beating this servant who is whimpering beneath him. Will you attack them both? 372. Spring at the chieftain in hope that, you, that his servant will aid you. 65. Leave the room and head back for the junction. 293. <clears throat> I'm, I, can, I can't ignore the, the cries of the oppressed. Um, I wanna, <laughs> I've always said I that about you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My inner socialist is screaming. Um, let's let's attack this um, the guy with the whip yeah, and hope the, the little one helps. Right, let's okay. go for the chieftain. So that's sixty-five. Yeah. Right, as you spring at the chieftain, his servant rises to his feet, picks up a hefty wooden stick, and joins the melee. But to your disappointment, yes, get in. He attacks Workers you. of the world unite. But to your disappointment, he attacks you. Ungrateful what? wretch! Ungrateful Shit. wretch! Seeing this, you may escape through the door down the corridor, 293, or continue the fight, 372. If you choose to escape, you suffer normal escaping penalties, which we will have to look up in a minute. So, no, no you won't. You're in it. 
You're in it for the. I'm in it. You're in it. Yeah, for I'm the, in it for the whole right. Look, this poor little guy. He's got Stockholm syndrome. Fair enough. He doesn't know he's um, he doesn't know he's oppressed. So I'm going to beat the chieftain, and then uh, then we're going to sit down, and I'm going to read him the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> Learn him. Learn oh, him well. the ways. Three seven two. Right. Okay. The battle commences. Oh, right, here we go. Right, we've got to punch in some skills. So, we've got to punch in seven skill for the chieftain and six stamina. That's the, the beefiest thing you've fought so far. The servant, however, is five skill and only three stamina. Okay. Right. Let's do this thing. Fight them one at a time. Who would you like to fight first? The chieftain or the servant? I'll give you the... Let's get the big one out of the way first. Okay, right. So, chieftain, here we go. You got a five and a three. He got a five and a three. It's a tie, yes. which takes him down to four stamina. Come on. Second second round. Six and a two for yourself. A four and a six oh. for him. It's hit. You take a hit. Oh, it's, grievous blow. That's it. That's it. You get a, you get a sword. You get a nick in your arm. Um, you're down to fifteen stamina. Tis so, but a flesh wound. That's it. Uh, next stage of the battle. Three, three and a two for you, a four and a one for him. So you just luck out there, and uh, it takes him down to two stamina. And then the last, last round, hopefully. Oh no! Oh. Six and a two for you, and a six and a five for him. So you're now down to thirteen stamina. He's really we're just wailing standing into you. there, punching each other. That's it, wailing on each other. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. One more go. Five and a one for you, and a three and a five oh, for him. Oh man! He's really, really giving you the beans. Right, one I more. Find one something more. to recover my stamina. This is it. There we go. Four yes. and a six. Suck four it. And a, four and a one for him. You have taken down the orc chieftain. Right. You I'm guessing a... the little one can't be con can't, can't be convinced. Well, and I'm gonna have to kill him as well. So. I think you've got to kill him. Unfortunately, oh, well, you've got to okay. teach him the error of his ways in the most yep. egregious way possible. Right. So battle time. You turn to the servant. He was just trying to wail on you with a big chunk of wood. Uh, Sorry, little fella. Five and a five. Oh my the god! Servant gets a jab in. We're now down to nine stamina. I underestimated right. him. You're not looking good, mate. Even no, two I'm and not. a three for you. Oh, it's a four and a Oof. two for the for the servant. He's down to one stamina. This is it. Could all okay. hinge on this. Next run. Next roll. <gasps> He gets oh, a six and a one, God. and you get a two and a one. That's a low roll, oh. so you're now down to seven stamina. You're looking pretty on the ropes here, my friend. And one more go, one more go. That's it. That's it. Six and a three, and a five and a one for the servant. He is down. You took There better be something picking. in that chest. Yeah. yeah, there better be something in that chest that helps me recover my stamina. I am screwed. <laughs> Stuffed. Right. Uh, if you defeat them both, turn to 21, which I should have done. While you were doing the fight, um, twenty-one is on this page. The green blood of the dead orcs smells foul as it seeps into their bodies. You step around the corpses and investigate the chest. It is a sturdy affair, made of strong oak and iron. It is firmly locked. You may try and smash the lock with your sword, three three nine, or leave it alone and go through the open door, two nine three. No, I smashed the lock. Smash it, smash it. Three, three, nine. Three, three. Three, three, nine. There we go. The lock is obviously inadequate and it flies off and lands on the floor several meters away. You lift up the heavy lid and your eyes widen as you see the gold sheen coming from within. A fair number of gold pieces are inside. In the corner lies a small black bottle with a tight glass stopper containing a liquid of some kind. Also in the chest is a silky black glove. But as you're admiring this tre treasure, you hear a soft click and a wince of pain as a small dart shoots, shoots forward into your stomach. Roll one die and subtract this number of points from your stamina to determine the effect of the poison dart tip. If you're God. still alive, turn to 201. So one dot, yeah. This is going to be the time that I roll a six, isn't it? Okay, yes, here we go. Roll one die. Two. Oh, so take two off of your stamina. So one, two. So down to five. five. Oh my god! My man, my man. Right. Uh, you are still alive. So. Just. Just. So 
do we take the things in the chest? Are we taking the gold? Hell yeah. Well, it doesn't actually say how much there is in there, so I'm guessing you don't. Don't know. It doesn't really say. I does don't it? know. What's in, I'm, I'm more worried, I'm interested in what's in the black bottle. Is it a health potion? This is <laughs> well. This is it, right? Let's have a look. Two o one. It might tell you on that page. You sink to the floor. You pull the dart out. Sorry. You sink to the floor. You pull the dart out and decide to bandage the wound. This gives you some relief, but you still feel weak. You decide to take it easy and examine the contents of the chest. But if you wish, you may eat some provisions here. Uh, what does that mean? I have provisions? Apparently so. Uh, if you... Just remove the creature. Um, stamina and provisions. Your stamina score will change a lot during the adventure, as you near your goal. Your stamina level may be dangerously low and battles may be particularly risky, so be careful. You start the game with enough provisions for 10 meals. A separate provisions remaining box is provided on the adventure sheet. You may eat only one meal at a time. When you eat a meal, you add four points of stamina and deduct one point from your provisions. Remember, you have a long way to go, so use your provisions wisely. I think I should eat a meal. Yes, so that's four points added to your stamina, right? One, two, yep. three, four. You're up to nine stamina. And don't I'll forget that your stamina score may never exceed your initial value unless uh, specifically instructed on a page. Uh, drinking a potion of strength will restore your stamina to its initial level. So that was 18, wasn't it, I believe? Uh, 19. 19, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Let's just write that down. I have to remember for that for next time we do this is to write down those initial scores. Mm. Right. So, where are we? 201, I think it was. Yeah. So, uh, you can eat some provisions here. There are 25 gold pieces, and the label on the bottle shows it to be a potion of invisibility, good for one dose. The glove is a mystery. You may put any or all of these items into your haversack and leave the room. Right, all so of them. All of them. I thought you were going to say that. So we've got 25 gold. You have got a mystery glove. And you've got your potion of invisibility. Done. Right, lovely. We like that. Everything is into your haversack and we turn to page... We leave the room by turning to page 293. 293. There we go. 293. You arrive back at the junction in the passage and walk straight on eastwards. Turn to page 113. Sorry, uh, all the options? That's it. That's that's it. You basically, oh. you've you've walked you walked west. You found okay. the room, and then you've basically mm -hmm. walked straight back again. And now you're going the okay. way that it obviously means you should have gone. Okay. <laughs> you arrive yeah, at another. I've got some loot. That's it. I mean, you can't can't knock that. I mean, you are no, massively no, no. bleeding everywhere, but other than that, you're all good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to pull a dart out of my gut, but sure. <laughs> you know, it's worth it. Uh, you arrive at another junction in the passage. You may either go northwards, 285, or continue eastwards, 78. Northwards or eastwards? Um, let's go north. 285. Uh, two. Three, two, two, eight, five. You see a well-used door on the right hand, east side of the passageway. With your ear to the keyhole, you listen and hear a man screaming for help from inside. Will you open the door, turn to 213, or walk on 314? Open the door. Open the door, 213. I kind of almost didn't have to ask that question, really. <laughs> <laughs> The door is locked. You may try to charge it down by rolling two dice. If the number rolled is equal or less than your skill score, the door bursts open. Turn to 36. If the number is greater than your skill score, the door remains locked. You lose one stamina point for your bruised shoulder and you must progress up the passage 314. So I've got to get to roll two dice and get an eight or lower. Yeah, basically. Uh, roll. Read it again. Roll two dice. If the number rolled is equal or less than your skill, which is eight, then the door uh, the door bursts open. Okay, screw it. Let's do it. 
Oh, six. Six. Boom. That's what we like. That's literally what happens to the door when it bursts open. 36. <laughs> right. 36. The locked door bursts open and a nauseating stench hits your nostrils. Inside the room, the floor is covered with bones, rotting vegetation and slime. A wild-haired old man, clothed in rags, rushes at you screaming. His beard is long and grey and he is waving an old wooden chair leg. Is he simply insane as he appears? Or is this has this been some kind of trap? You may either shout at him to try to calm him down, or draw your sword and attack him. Uh, 353. So calm him down, 263. Attack him, 353. Three. Cal calm him down. The guy's in shock. He's been locked away in his disgusting two, room. 263. 263. I think that's the right thing to do. Let's have a look. I feel that's a, that's a good good call. You shout, yeah. you are freed, old man, at the top of your voice. Instantly, his rantings cease. He stops dead in his tracks and sinks to the floor, weeping loudly. As he gradually composes himself, he thanks you many, many times. You talk to him in the hope of discovering some of the secrets of the mountain, and he begins to tell his story. Many years ago, he was an adventurer, like you, in search of the warlock's treasure. He was captured by orcs and thrown into the, his solitary cell as a sort of pet for the creatures. You ask whether he would like to accompany you into the mountain, but he simply wants to leave and see the world again. You ask him for advice, but he says he knows little. He advises you to pay your respects to the boatman. He tells you that you must pull the right hand lever on the wall ahead of the... Sorry, I'll start that again. <clears throat> He tells you that you must pull the right hand lever on the wall ahead to open the iron gate at the end of the passage. He has also learned that the keys to the boathouse are guarded by a man and his dog. You shake hands, leave the room and go your separate ways. Add one luck. Right, so we've got turn to 314. Uh, I've got to stop banging that mic. Further up the passage, you see a door in the east wall. You listen hard, but can hear no sound. Do you want to open the door to investigate? If so, turn to 223. If you want to walk up, walk further up the passage, turn to 300. So open the door. Uh, no, let's, walk in, uh, let's investigate. Investigate. So right, let's two, open two, the door. Three. Yeah. 223. Uh, two, two, the door is firmly locked. You may try to force it open, 50, turn to 53, or you may continue along the corridor, turn to 300. Let's try and force it open. 53. He's a man of adventure. Man of adventure. Right, 53, where are you? 55. 53. You charge the door, hitting it squarely with your shoulder. Roll two dice if the number rolled is equal or less than your skill score. Turn to one one uh, one five five if the number exceeds it. You lose one stamina point and turn to three hundred. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Higher than lower than an eight. Ah, oh, six again. A four and a two. Boom. Love it. So we have got to turn to one five five. Finally, my crappy dice Mate, rolls are working out for me. We're going to call you like Thelenor the Door Killer at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> The door splits along its length and you can and you can wrench the timbers apart to let yourself in. A torch hangs from one wall, lighting up a small armory stocked with swords, shields, helmets, daggers, breastplates and the like. You examine the weaponry and find nothing appearing superior to your own sword. However, a circular iron shield with a gold crescent at its centre catches your eye. You pick it up and feel its weight on your arm. If you wish to take the shield, it will aid you in battles by helping fend off wound damage inflicted by a creature on you. If in future during a battle in which you are using the shield a cute creature wounds you, you may throw one die. If you throw a six, the creature inflicts only one point of damage instead of a normal two. If for some reason the creature would normally only inflict one point of damage, then a successful roll of six would mean that no damage is done. However, the shield is heavy and you have to leave behind one item of equipment to be able to carry it. Okay, yeah, let's take the shield and leave the glove. Okay. Mystery glove is going. There we go. And we put in shield. 
windshield. Dog. Lovely. Right. So, I don't know how that figures into our combat system, but we'll work that one out as and when we get to it. Uh, just so you'll be able to carry it. You now leave the room and continued up the corridor, turn to 300. So, which is where it's been funneling us all along. Hmm. Uh, 300. On the east wall of the passage, you see another door. This time made of solid metal. Listening at the door, you hear the sounds of tortured screams coming from within. If you wish to try opening the door, turn to 102. If you decide to ignore this room, continue up the corridor to 303. Tortured screams again. Alright, go on, let's open the door. <laughs> 102, right? Okay. Yep. You're too nice for your own good, sir. Right. No. It's going to be the end of me. <laughs> the door is not locked and opens. The room in front of you seems to be a small torture chamber with various torture devices around the walls. In the centre of the room, two small hunchback creatures are having their fiendish way with a dwarf who is tied to a hook in the ceiling by its wrists. The two hunchbacks are poking and cutting him viciously with their swords. The dwarf lets out a final scream and then falls silent, eyes closed. His captors make disappointed noises and look, look round angrily at you as if it were your fault that the dwarf has collapsed. You must act quickly. Will you close the door and quickly continue up the corridor? 303. Draw your sword and try and fight the creatures? 19. Stride over to a dwarf, give him a jab with your sword, and put on an evil laugh for the torturers. 68. No, let's fight the torturers. Okie dokie. Uh, fight the creatures. I've got 19. a shield now, haven't I? That's it. 19. Right. The two evil creatures are goblins. They attack you one at a time. Uh, first goblin is 5 and 5. A 5 skill, 5 stamina. And the second goblin is five skill, six stamina. So okay. Right now, I don't know how this works with the old. Um, the if I get hit, yeah. I can then roll a six. Right. And if I get a six, I only take one damage to stamina rather than two. Oh, I can, I can, I can manually adjust that. Right. That's cool. That yeah. makes sense. Brilliant. Right. Let's get into the battle then. So first goblin, five and five. Here we go. You roll a five and a three. He rolls a five and a five. Oh, oh come on! Just, just squeaked it. So, wow. Okay, let's go again. Second, second attack. You roll a five and a one. He rolls a one and a two. So he's now down to <laughs> one stamina. Wow, you're absolutely monster in this guy. And then, th a three and a four and a four and a five. You absolutely annihilate the first goblin. He never stood a chance. It was like watching Mike let's Tyson. Go. In Let's his go! Right. <laughs> so, second goblin. Six and a one for yourself, a four and a three oh, for you. Oh, let's go! You're on it. Uh, six and a one for yourself, a two and a two. Which now takes down, him down to two stamina. And then one more. You Wow, look at this. Six and a five for oh, yourself, and a three and a three. Flawless victory. Flawless. Perfect. Oh. Perfect all round. We love that. That is a. That was a two-round perfect match. That's an, exactly. That's an absolute annihilation. Love it. Right, if you kill the goblins, turn to 317. I thought that was going to be tense. And it turned out to be an absolute drubbing. Yeah. You cut down the Crushed dwarf. Them. That's it, <laughs> literally. <laughs> uh, you cut down the dwarf. He is, as you guessed, dead. Oh, shit. <laughs> love, love the way they're, they're so matter-of-fact about that. Going through the pockets of the two goblins, you find a large piece of sweet-smelling cheese. If you wish to take this with you, put it in your pack and leave the room northwards. Do you yeah, take, I'll take the it. cheese? Take yeah, I'll take the cheese. cheese. Smell my cheese. Now smell my cheese, you mother. Smell the cheese. No, I don't want to. <laughs> smell my cheese. Alan, please. <laughs> smell my cheese, you mother. No, I, I think that's quite enough, thank you. Cheese! This is cheese! 3-0-3. You arrive at the end of the passage, where it meets another going east-west. But an iron portcullis blocks your way, and no amount of charging is going to budge it. On the wall, to your right, are two levers, and it seems likely that these levers have something to do with raising the portcullis. Do you wish to pull the lever on the right, or the lever on the left? 
pull the lever on the right. That's what the old man said. Let's hope he wasn't lying to me. 128. See if the old man was absolutely bonkers. You hear a deep rumbling noise and the ground begins to shudder. Slowly and noisily, the portcullis rises into the ceiling. You may now walk to the junction. Nice, he was telling the truth. He wasn't lying. He wasn't lying. Will you turn west? Turn to uh, two, oh, uh, yeah, 210 or east? Turn to 58. So turn west or turn east. <clears throat> Let's change it up. Let's go west. West. Uh, 210. <laughs> Is that a change-up? As opposed to... No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shortly along the passage, you arrive at another junction where you may go either straight ahead, westward, uh, westward, or northwards. So westwards or north? Northwards. Go north. Three, five, seven. Three, five, seven. So that'll be on that page. The passage runs for some distance northwards, then starts to open into a large cavern with rough walls. There appears to be no way through. You will return to the junction 269 or enter the cavern 57. Let's have a look in the cavern. Right, okay. 57. 57. Fifty-seven. As you enter the cavern, you hear loud footsteps behind you, crunching heavily on the rocky floor. You crouch down beside the entrance in a small alcove in the rock. The steps get louder and you see a great ogre enter the cavern. He stands over two meters tall and is dressed in ill-fitting garments made from some sort of hide. He carries a large wooden club. You may attack him as he enters, turn to 16. Try to creep out without him noticing you, turn to two. Try to distract him by throwing something into the far corner of the cavern, 119. Um, let's try and sneak past him. Okay, so you try to I creep, don't want to so throw creep out without noticing him or distract him by throwing. Uh, let's creep out without, no, without noticing. Let's try that. Okay, here we go. Turn to page two. This could be interesting. Test your luck. If you are lucky, you escape without attracting, attracting the ogre's attention. If you're unlucky, you curse as you kick a small stone which goes skidding across the cavern floor and draw your sword in case the ogre has heard it so let's do the test of luck which to remind ourselves the back of the book is um, roll two dice if the number you rolled is equal or less than your current luck score you have been lucky roll luck how many dice sorry two dice two d6 so you've got to get less than a 10. (sighs) Alright, come on. Oh, 8. Oh, nice. Right, so. uh, If you were lucky, you creep down the corridor, back to the crossroads, 269. 269. Right, that was very lucky. It was. 269. Right, here we go. You arrive back at the junction and turn westwards, 225. You could just send me there anyway. Two, two, five. The passageway continues westward and then turns due north. Some way up, you reach a junction where a narrow passage runs off to the west. Will you continue northward, turn to 77, or take the west way to turn 63? So, yeah, northward or west or westward, 77 or 63. Well, north is just the way we came, right? Yeah. Uh, Let's yeah. go westward. Westward, right, so 63. Yeah. 63. As you walk along the corridor, you can see ahead it is getting narrower. At one point you stoop, and as you do so, a steep resonating laugh starts up around you. Do you wish to continue? If so, turn to 281. If you wish to turn back, turn to 10. Now let's keep going. Two eight one. Wow, brave, brave boy. The narrow passageway eventually becomes too small for you to walk along. You get down on your hands and knees and crawl. Eventually, you will get no further, and there seems to be no way through. You decide to return to the main passage. You head for the junction. Turn to page ten. That was oh, damn it. 
10, 8, 9, 10. He arrived back at the junction and turned northwards, page 77. Um, 77. Several metres up the passageway, you arrive at a junction where you may turn either west or east. Setting the rock on the north wall is a small recess where you may rest and eat provisions without being seen. If you wish to take provisions here, do so. Afterwards, you may set off either eastwards or westwards. Yeah, let's do it. Let's eat provisions. Cool. So that gives you four. Am I right in saying? Yep. So 13. 13. Lovely. Bear with. 13. Uh, 13? Nice luck, isn't it? Sorry. 13. There we go. Right. Um, right. So you may either set off eastwards or westwards. Uh, eastwards. Eastwards. Uh, Clint Eastwards, right? Four, uh, three, four, five. Three, four, five. You follow the passage eastwards for several meters, then it turns to the north. Shortly after, uh, you reach another junction where you may either go straight on, turn to three eight one, or you may turn right into the eastward passage that soon turns north, three one one. So turn right, uh, so you can either go straight on, or turn right and then head north. Straight on. Straight on. 381. Uh, 381. The passage ends at a wooden door, trimmed in iron. Various inscriptions adorn the door, but none makes any sense to you. You listen, but you hear nothing. You may either open the door or return to the junction. Uh, let's open the door. 84. Uh, door opens into a small room, comfortably furnished with a table, several chairs and a large bookcase which covers one wall. Seated at the table is an old man with a very long grey beard. And squatting on the old man's shoulders is a small winged beast. This creature is no more than six centimetres tall, it has two arms and legs, its skin is dusty grey colour, it has tiny sharp white teeth and its wings are folded behind its back. The old man says nothing as you walk in through the door, but he beckons you over to sit down at the table. He's tossing in his hand two small white objects. Will you sit down as he tells you, leave the room and return to the junction, draw your sword and rush forward? Let's hear him out. Let's sit down. 204. 204. Uh, where are you, 204? 203. The old man does not look up from the table, but his devilish little pet eye, pet's eyes suspicious. Oh, sorry, I completely misread that. The old man does not look up from the table, but his devilish little pet's eye, pet eyes, use suspiciously and starts chattering in a small squeaky voice. The old man grunts and asks you whether you are game for a wager. Will you accept? You may only do so if you have at least one gold piece with you. If so, turn to 130. If not, you may leave the room or attack the man. Sure, let's do yeah. it. Yeah, 130, yeah. Use a gold piece. Yeah, I've got 25 of them. The old man asks you your stake. You may bet between 1 and 20 gold pieces, but not more than you possess. He tosses the white dice as he's been playing with as he's been playing with to you and asks you to roll. Roll two dice, once for yourself. And once for the old man. If your total is higher, you win the amount of your stake from the old man. If his total is okay. higher, you lose your stake. I'm going to go big and I'm going to bet for two gold pieces. Wow. 23. Okay, two gold pieces. So, so I'd like to give him a gold, a gold piece for the privilege of gambling. No, no, no. I, th I think it's if you had more than one gold piece in your... So basically, what it says. Oh here right, is, right. I get you. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I get so you. If, right. So now I roll two sixes for me and two sixes for him. Yes. So your your score is. My score. Come on, come on. Be good to me. Be good to me. It's a nine. Okay. A three and a six. And his. And his score is, five, four, and a one. Get wow. in. So you get two extra gold pieces. Hell yes. So, Twenty. So you're up to 27 gold pieces. Oh, I'm rolling. Come 
my maths is uh, still holding up. Come on. Yep. There we go. Right. Lovely. Now, now you can continue going backwards and forwards and doing this as many times as you like. No, um, I'm... No. Okay. Uh, it, <laughs> I'm going to take through... my, my two gold piece winnings and leave. Okay. Um, and then leave through the door and return to the junction. Add two points to your skill, stamina and luck scores if you win. So that is, yes. that is some big stat bonuses. Right, so two points to your skill takes you up to ten. Your stamina goes up to fifteen. 15. And your luck score goes 12. up to twelve. Mm. Wow. Hell yes. Yes. That is that is a big, big win, my friend. Right, turn to two eighty. Turn to two eighty. There we go. 280. You arrive back at the junction and this time take the passageway to the east. The passageway runs for several paces eastwards and then turns north. Turn to one uh, three one pardon me, three one one. Three one one Where are you? The passageway ends in a door at which you listen but hear nothing. Trying the handle, you find that the door opens to reveal a large square room. The room is completely bare, but the floor is covered in a mosaic of tiles. Two shapes stand out on the floor, star-shaped tiles and hand-shaped tiles. The door on the opposite wall is the only way through. Will you walk across the room to the door? Walk across the room, stepping only on the stars? Walk across the room, stepping only on the hands? Walk across, walk um, on the stars, or walk on the hands? Oh god. All right, no. let's <laughs> Let's walk on the stars. All right, let's walk on the stars. That sounds like an inspirational poster you see on someone's wall. Uh right, yeah. one, <laughs> one, seven, eight. Right. One, seven, eight. Where is it? One, seven, eight. I'm going to get a t-shirt made up of that. Laps game well. Walk, walk, walk on the stars. Right. Um, you tiptoe precariously across the room to the door in the north wall. You open the door and proceed through it. Turn to one sixty-two. Well done. Oh yes. One sixty-two. Look at this. You're just picking all right. You, you're obviously very well versed in D and D. That's what I reckon. You just, just know, right? No, no, that was a complete fifty-fifty. <laughs> Hold on. Let me. Um, that was one sixty-two, wasn't it? I think um, so. Yeah. The passageway runs ahead northward and you follow this until you reach another junction. Here you may either continue northwards, turn to 23, or you may turn westwards, turn to 69. So again, northward or westward. Let's keep going north. Cool. Uh, 23. 23. Um, the passageway ends in a solid doorway you're surprised to see a leather skirt tacked along the bottom of the door. You listen but hear nothing. Will you enter the room or return to the junction? Uh, let's go in. Uh, 3.26. Uh, you enter a small room with bare rocky walls. On the far wall hangs a golden key. There appears to be no way through the room. Do you want to go for the key, turn to 35, or leave it and return to the junction? No, let's take the key. Why would you not take the key? Exactly. Why would you not lunge for a giant, giant key? 35. 35. As you step into the room, the door swings shut behind you. As it oh, closes, shit. there's a click and a hiss. In the centre of oh, the scene, no. a jet of gas is filling the room with ac acrid vapour. You breathe oh, and cough no. deeply. You look at the door and then the, and then the key. Will you return to the door and escape quickly? Or hold your breath and dash for the key first. I mean, this is this is essentially Crystal Maze now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to... Uh, I've seen enough episodes of that where like, someone's like, oh, I can't do it, I'm just going to leave, I'm just going to leave. And they're like, oh, no, just grab the key. Um, go for the key. Hold your breath and hold dash my breath, for the key. Hold my breath and go for the key, come on. Th three, six, one. Three, six, one, Attention. You snatch the key from its hook as it has the number 125 inscribed on it, but your lungs are bursting. 
roll two dice if the number is less or than or equal to your skill score you make it across the room to the door if it exceeds your skill score you're forced to take a breath of poison gas reduce your skill score by two and your stamina by three what's so, my skill score again uh, your skill is currently 10 okay 10 all right so, so just be equal or less were. than 10 yes so uh yes Oh, it's a six and a four! Jesus. <laughs> you make it across the room to the door. One, three, six. Wow. That's... I can't believe this. <laughs> How tense can a book be? Oh my god. This is so much more tense than D&D. <laughs> you arrive at the door, struggle with the lock, and open the door. You burst out, closing the door behind you, and take several deep breaths. Hold on, we've got to write this down. You've got a key that says 125 on it. There we go. You arrive at the door, struggle with the lock, and open the door. You burst out, closing the door behind you, take several deep breaths. Return to the junction 229. You arrive back at the junction, and this time, turn right. Go to 69. We. Uh, somewhere along the passage the corridor bends around to the north and you follow it until you reach another junction at this junction you see an arrow cut into the rock pointing to the north you decide to try this direction 244 244 the passage runs northward and ahead of you you can hear the splashings of an underground river the air becomes cool and fresh you soon reach a wide opening of a river bank but despair as you look across to see no way on, through the other side. To the east of the river flows through a cave in the rock. You may either sit and rest and eat provisions, or continue by what seems to be the only way forward, jumping into the river and swimming downstream. Now, I believe we spoke to the guy about saying you've got to pay your respects to the boatman. He said the keys are the keys of the boathouse are guarded by a man and a dog. He also says something about paying respects to the boatman, yeah. But there is no boatman there, right? Right. But what I'm thinking is, is if you continue, if you jump into the river, is the boatman there because the river's so harsh? Or probably. And are you, if you're sitting there eating your provisions, does someone you know does someone wander over or something? Or do you just make your way back? tricky decision this one who would have thought sit, either sitting down or going for a swim was the most difficult decision we've had tonight yeah um I've got a suggestion here we go shall we leave this as a cliffhanger yeah I shall I shall sit and and eat Cogitate. my provisions okay and then we shall we can we can pick this up in the next episode and see where it goes that works for me my friend right I'll write down one four three that's where we've got to go next We'll be on our way to page 143 in the next exciting episode of The Warlock of Firetop Mountain. Hell yes. Yes, mate. I have thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, this is good. Uh, been in, I, I'm, I've been incredibly lucky with my dice throws. I'm going to assume lucky. that that luck will not continue in the next episode and <laughs> my character will meet a, an ignominious death. That's the thing. Is What happens if you die instantly? start the book again <laughs> I used to die a lot when I played uh, to, uh, you know uh, choose your own adventure books when I was younger nice nice a lot that, that was brilliant I'm thoroughly enjoying that like you say because you don't because it's not like D&D where D&D you have a, and, and you use your imagination you've got a certain amount of agency but yeah. with that you are completely at the mercy of the book so that ratchets yeah. the tension which I love yep yeah, that's great for sure Anyway, right. Well, yeah. that that that's our that's our episode for today. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Thanks for for GMing. Thank um, you, mate. No, no worries it's, at all. It's been thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, yeah, I think it's worked. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to the next episode. Yeah. So, thanks for listening, and uh, catch us on the next adventure. Yeah. Let Let us know if you enjoyed it, or if you didn't yeah. enjoy it, or what you can what we can do to make it a bit more enjoyable for you. Mm -hmm. If it isn't, isn't that great, and uh, yeah. Yeah. I say thanks for listening. Well, how about this? If you didn't enjoy it, you can straight go fuck yourself. Yeah, keep your mouth shut. 
Yeah. Because we, we got the dice rolls and we can... I don't want to hear it. We'll crush you like a door. Exactly. My character's <laughs> a fucking hero. 